High Adventure on Forest Service Road 318, Arizona. Never trust your inner navigator when traveling in the wilderness by Walter Ben. The scenic back streets. The back streets to Jersey boys like Bruce Springsteen and me mean something very different than to folks in Arizona. In Jersey, scenic back streets can be rough and tumble and, and flat, a place to hide, make out with your girl, or just a quick shortcut to the shore. Scenic Jersey and Arizona are quite different. Scenic in Arizona may just mean death. A simple line on Google Maps in Arizona doesn't necessarily mean quicker, just potentially the end of the line for your family. I came to understand not so long ago on a crazy Christmas trip with my family in 2018. Trust thyself, my boy Emerson says. Google Maps suggested two routes to Jerome, Arizona from Williams, the gateway to the Grand Canyon, east on Route 40 or west on Route 40, and then 89 south or 89A south. Both ways seemed long with highways loaded with trucks. Jerome was just south of Williams, and while I scratched out a C in geometry without trig as a sophomore in high school, I knew enough about the shortest route path thing, right? Didn't Obi-Wan whisper from the beyond to Luke, Turn off your computer. Trust your feelings. I wasn't by myself. My X-Wing was a Kia Sorento, and my father wasn't trying to annihilate me, and my co-pilot wasn't a super cute, super computer dude, just a super cute and smart wife. My wife, Mary Jane, and our daughter Nancy were with me on a northern tour of Arizona during Christmas break in 2018. We flew out before Christmas to spend the festive season with our oldest daughter, Madeline, then 20, who was finishing her seven-month internship in engineering at Northrop Grumman in Phoenix. The holiday was amazing. The suntan IPA from Chandler while chilling in a hot tub with a Santa hat under deep blue skies with a scent of lemon and lime in the air. Oh, it was just the Christmas I needed, especially since our daughter was taking care of the kitchen. Did I even recall those cold and miserable Christmas holidays in South Jersey anymore? What a joy to have older children take care of you. Independence taught Madeline how to make homemade sauce and how to cook salmon and homemade lasagna. It was a beautiful and relaxing Christmas with just the four of us. Madeline drove us on a southern tour through the deserts in her blue Subaru Forester, Sabino Canyon, Tucson, Old Bisbee, and Tombstone. I just chilled once again in the back, getting used to this type of new father role. Someone else to cook someone else to drive, someone to beer me while mostly naked amidst flora and fauna and desert skies. We'd been missing her, and it was great to be the four of us again. Her boyfriend from New Jersey, Brian, flew out, and we all helped Madeline pack up her Subi. They were driving back to New Jersey to finish her junior year at Rutgers. They were taking a southern route to avoid any possible snowstorms. Plus, they wanted to visit San Antonio in New Orleans. 
So while the two of them headed east towards El Paso, the three of us resumed our trip in a rented maroon Kia Sorento, not an X-Wing, remember, just like my van back home in Jersey, with the exception of the color. Mine is black. Arizona Adventure Part 2 North. Once again, the as tour director, we drove north to Sedona to hike. By the time we stopped at a rest stop, Sunset Point, on Veterans Highway, aka Route 17, the weather changed dramatically. The shorts I was wearing and the t-shirt were woefully inadequate. I threw on extra clothes and shivered in the Kia, thinking, This is Arizona? Why do I need heat here? We made a Sedona for lunch and a gorgeous hike. Short enough for half the day, but long enough to feel like we were in Sedona. We rested and explored and took a ton of amazing pictures, wishing we had more time to explore the region. But we knew this was just a taster vacation. Mysterious dark clouds started forming and the wind was beginning to pick up. Mary Jane and Nancy wanted to hike a little more, but I sensed trouble in those clouds. Those were not rain clouds. Those were loaded with snow. And it started to get dark. Within 10 minutes, back in the Kia, the snow came. By the time we reached Slide Rock State Park on 89A North, the only road possible, with mountains and valleys and ravines covered in ponderosa pine and with the darkness, the snow only added to my concern for safety. It was beautiful though, and I knew how to drive a Kia in the snow. But Jersey roads, even the Pocono mountain-like North Jersey, you do not have curves that could kill with a 3,000 mile cliff dive freefall. Alla, Thelma, and Louise. Fortunately, I followed in the wake of a semi, and all was fine. I breathed better when I found the interstate in Flagstaff and Route 40. The snow came harder and faster, and it was a long slog on the interstate to Williams, Arizona. We were all amazed. The same state, but two radically different states and climates. In the morning, I was swimming for a final adieu to Christmas summer, and in the evening, I was singing the Eagles' winter blues, wondering where in the hell was Winslow, Arizona anyway. Could Winslow be any warmer? Seeking warmth and comfort where you can. The hotel was nice in Williams, and the small touristy town all decked out in bling and blue for the holidays. It had stop snowing, but it was bitter cold. We found comfort at the Grand Canyon Brewing Company and ordered pizzas and some great IPAs. No. In this sudden change of weather, I ordered a stout and made sure the temperature was 55 degrees. I was in heaven. My wife, daughter, pizza, laughs, beer, a warm, lodge-like place with large fires and friendly chatter. Then, that freezing cold walk back through the tundra to the Kia. Oh, let's just walk to the brewery, I suggested. It doesn't look that far. To die or not to die on the ice dust on Bright Angel Trail. The next day was splendid but cold in the Grand Canyon. I had been there when I was 19, wanting so much to hike to the bottom to piss in the Colorado River for my buddy Tom, back 
at the Holiday Inn. I have an essay on that in case you ever want to read me about being an ass. We tried a portion of the Bright Angel Trail, but there was ice underneath the dust and the path just seemed too dangerous. There were other ways I wanted to die, not on vacation. We hiked a good portion of the Southern Rim and had a delicious lunch. The weather was chilly, but not the bone chill of the previous day. The Grand Canyon, a 50-mile ride from Williams, is a nothing sort of a drive for those in the West, like heading to the supermarket. The Grand Canyon had some snow, but not nearly the amount as in Williams. The park had no fees and no rangers. This was during the government shutdown, and I saw plenty of idiots on rocks taking pictures wanting to scream, Do you really want to die, you idiot? The next day, I was asking myself the same question. One more final day on the road, or off the road. We had one more full day remaining in Arizona before our flight out of Phoenix the next day. Our plan was to stay overnight in Phoenix and relax the following day before heading back to the winter woes of Philly without the Ponderosa Pine and Sedona Rocks. In the parking lot of the Best Western Plus, just off historic Route 66, I told my wife we had two options to get to Drome, a mining ghost town that our daughter Malin raved about. You gotta get there, she told us. You're the map guy, my wife said. That's true. I've been studying maps my whole life. I may have failed so many quizzes in school, but I knew the Danube, the Amazon, and of course, the course of our own great Mississippi. Both ways are bad and long, I said. Then on Google Maps, I spotted Route 73. It cut through the center of Williams and then meandered directly south into Jerome. There was still snow on the ground, but I thought I'd give the road a try. You know, I said, the path less traveled, Frost says. I told Mary Jane in the navigator's seat and Nancy chilling with her headphones in the back. The day was sunny and Route 73 was free of snow and ice. It seemed like a fantastic choice. This is probably the route the locals take, I said, happy to think I had the inside track. Route 73 was also called South Perkinsville Road. I started singing Bruce Springsteen's Backstreet's Thunder Road and That Promised Land with that line about Rattlestake Speedway through the Utah desert. Well, that seemed appropriate. I had a full tank, and I was wearing sunglasses. Within 10 miles of paved road, the snow had mostly vanished. The desert was opening up again, as Ponderosa Pine magically seemed to vanish, and sagebrush began. What is up with this state? I thought I was like Dorothy, weaving in and out of Oz, or Alice in the topsy-turvy world of Wonderland. It was now warm outside. I told everyone about the temperature from the car's dashboard. This is so odd. Further on, and now far in the middle of nowhere, we passed a young boy helping what must have been his grandfather loading wood into the back of his beat-up silver truck. If only I had stopped to ask about the rest of the road, this story would have had a different twist. But then again, would there have been a story? The paved road ends here. Then the paved road ended. I didn't need a sign that read, Paved road ends here. Sure, but for how long? I was shocked. What happened? Sure, the traffic was super light. And when I mean light, I mean there was no one on the road at all. And the scenery was stunning. Vistas that just opened up everywhere. 
I was back in the deserts of Arizona again, dreaming of a Santan IPA and a hot tub. I looked at Mary Jane. She looked at me. She couldn't see my eyes because of my cool dude shades, but if she did see my eyes, she probably would have seen I was befuddled, like one of those cartoon characters who gets knocked on the head and sees stars. Then she would have said, well, that sucks. Let's turn around and go the right way on paved roads. But she didn't say that. I was like, how long can the unpaved road be? What were we, 30 miles from Jerome? So I was like, well, this should be an adventure. Are you sure? I rem reminded Mary Jane that I was an experienced driver, having tackled Phantom Canyon Ranch Road in Colorado when I was 21 with my buddies in my black Nissan 200SX with a luggage carrier on the top. Didn't the sign warn that it was for experienced mountain drivers only? Yes. But you're from South Jersey, she said. Your tallest mountain is, is a garbage dump in Deadford. True on both accounts. How would a Bruce Springsteen defend against such accusations? I guess we could both write a follow-up song to Badlands. A crow flying with a severe case of vertigo. It may have only been 30 miles, give a score of miles on the plus end, but it was as if those miles were thrown in a heap on the desert floor, all twisty and turned like those switchback mountains that hug the train for dear life. We were kicking up so much dust. The beginning was fairly mild. The shock absorbers were working well, and I was able to maintain a decent 25 miles an hour, the only thing I could hit would be a rattlesnake or a roadrunner. I looked at Mary Jane. I didn't want to, but I did, and I said, This doesn't seem too bad. She just looked at me with those eyes of Medusa. It was a good thing she was also wearing sunglasses, or I would have been turned to stone. Nothing like a bound family adventure, I said. Look at those mountains over there. That must be Sedona, way off on the horizon. You can see for miles and miles and miles and miles out here. The road narrowed. Then Route 73 ended, and some other road began. I checked my Google Maps. Yeah, not really helpful in the middle of absolute nowhere. It just sort of gave a general idea of where I was. I knew from the van's compass that we were heading south, mostly, and that was a good thing. I closed my eyes and imagined my internal map. Whatever we were on now was called Fire Road 492. I only know this because I survived. The road grew more narrow, and the pebbles and stones in the road, well, more like rocks and tiny boulders. We kicked up more red dust. You girls wearing your sports bras, I asked. That was not funny. I asked Nancy how she was doing. She just smiled and said she was greatly enjoying the experience without a hint of irony. We're not going to die, right? Oh, no, Mary Jane, I said. We're on vacation. You got to take some pictures. This is God's country out here. Look over there. Sedona. It must have been over 100 miles away. She may have mumbled something about being a wasteland or a no man's land or where stupid New Jersey tourists go to die, but I knew she was worried. She was well versed on the Are You Experienced Greatest Hits of Walter Bound in our 25 years of blessed matrimony. And that's why she worried. Yes, I almost killed her mother on a short cut through the mountain pass on a hike in the high range of the Adirondacks. 
Yeah, she got bad foot blisters while walking to Monet's Givernay from the train station. It's not that far. Yes, she nearly starved on the train to Barcelona after running with her backpack to the station after the metro line in Paris closed down. And yes, she almost had to sleep in a barn with goats in San Sebastian in Spain because all the hotels were booked. And yes, while driving from London to Wales with me shifting gears with my left hand, stoked to be back in England and motor on those adorable back streets, she was passed out from utter exhaustion as a passenger on her honeymoon. I thought we were staying overnight near Heathrow, she asked. Well, you were sleeping, so I thought I'd make some good time on these gorgeous one-lane roads with hedgerows where visibility is nearly nothing. Let's just say I didn't know what the word honeymoon meant. Rest and sex and relaxation. Back on Rattlesnake Speedway, I knew there was a town called Perkinsville. It was on Google Maps back in Williams. We spotted an occasional sign, like... Jerome, 25 miles, 24 miles, 20 miles. Each mile felt like an hour, but we were getting there. It wasn't like we were going to cross the border into Utah. We then crossed a rickety one-lane steel bridge and the Verde River. It should have been called the Rio Maroon or Rio Rojo because there was no river. Just a wash that probably flowed like madness when the snows melted or during an infrequent rainstorm. At least the weather was gorgeous. We passed by three dune buggies. The passengers were wearing cameo and all held some sort of AK-47. This is Arizona. I had seen every episode of Breaking Bad and I knew bad things can happen when nobody is around. They must have laughed when they saw a suburban guy driving a suburban van with a suburban family through their gun range. In fact, when Madeline later heard of our exploits through the middle of nowhere Arizona, she said, when she was with her friends from Arizona, she said they would sometimes see people like us, obviously having taken a wrong turn at Albuquerque. The town of Perkinsville was actually one large ranch, the size of one million acres of rangeland and a water tower and a windmill. We still headed south and I was suddenly confronted by a mountain, high and red and forbidding contrasted against the magnificent blue sky. I imagined if the road was not paved that there would be no tunnel through that wall of red. We need to go over, Mary Jane asked. Over that? You'll be okay, I said. I'm getting us through this. That was one mighty crazy drive. Another car, smaller than ours, passed us going south. And they looked okay. Then a jeep too. I thought this was getting better. We're getting closer. I had to pull over to allow them to pass. The passenger side door is practically touching the sides of the mountain. Deliverance from the desert and very sore hands. We are now on something called Forest Service Road 318. While driving this very treacherous road with no guardrails or sight lines and blind curves and a whirl of dust swirling behind us, I kept reminding myself of my prowess on mountain roads. Didn't I traverse the Bighorn Mountains in Wyoming when I was 19 with my mom and family while pulling a camper? Didn't I drive with Mary Jane through the Pyrenees between Spain and France? Didn't I negotiate Sedonia National Park in Northern Wales on my honeymoon? Didn't I take on Mount Washington, Pikes Peak, Skyline Drive, Rocky Mountain National Park, the Adirondacks, and the Short Kill Expressway in Philly? <laughs> yeah, but those roads were paved, with the one exception of the Phantom Canyon Ranch Road in Colorado. That was crazy. But 
we survived. Lurching around and over and up and down that mountain, no one spoke. I only cried hallelujah when I spotted Gold King Mine and Jerome on top of a mountain while we drifted down. We hit the paved road. We were saved. The road was called Route 73 again and Perkinsville Road. What a difference a name makes. And better yet, I could kiss my wife after asking for her forgiveness. I think the kiss came after lunch. A bathroom and numerous, I think I've learned my lesson about trusting in the force. Jerome State Historic Park, an oasis of peace. We all needed a bathroom. Bad. And fortunately, I found a great place for lunch, too, and lots of history. The Jerome State Historic Park offers a ton of information about the city. History, its people, the fire, and its collapse. The site features the historic Douglas Family Mansion and many exhibits, both inside and outside. It is well worth the admission price. Hell, the bathrooms were well worth the admission price. That was what we needed. But we must have spent two hours in the afternoon enjoying the museum and learning the history of this fascinating old mining town. The views from outside, too, are marvelous. Three prospectors state claims on rich copper deposits in 1873. The United Verde Copper Company bought out the prospectors in 1883. That company folded within two years owing to its distance from other towns and the sheer cost and the treacherous drain. The entire town simply hangs from the cliffs. <laughs> I know that feeling. William Clark brought new vision and capital to the project with narrow gauge railroad and reduced freighting cost. According to the park website, in 1912, James S. Douglas purchased and began development of the Little Daisy Mine. By 1916, Jerome had two Bonanza mines. Copper production peaked in 1929, but the depression and low-grade ore deposits reversed the fortunes of the town. The Little Daisy shut down in 1938. Phelps Dodge took over the United Verde in 1935, but loss of profits brought the operation and Jerome's mining days to an end in 1953. Back to the back streets of culture and clothes. After the museum, we spent the rest of the late afternoon strolling the charming streets of Jerome. That in itself was a workout. Mary Jane and Nancy enjoyed window shopping and browsing through the many second-hand clothing stores. I enjoyed wandering around the town, taking pictures, and talking to people. I kept my scenic drive there to myself. I wanted to stay in the town longer, but I had to remind myself that this was only a taster vacation. We had been to the near-sun-ravenous border of Mexico at Old Bisbee, and we had walked the snowy southern rim of the Grand Canyon. It's a huge state, no duh, but it gave my wife her first taste of the West. My daughter Nancy had been out to visit her sister in the fall with Madeline's boyfriend and his friend Chris from Germany. In fact, Nancy had even driven those crazy mountain roads with her sister leaving Sedona. It was one of her first ventures as a new driver. Thank God for sisters, right? That would have been a wreck. The Sorrento just had to get washed. On our way back to Phoenix for dinner and a relaxing overnight at a hotel with a pool, I insisted on washing the car. I pulled into the first car wash I found and the guy looked at the car and then at me and I said, whatever extra it needs, get it. Like a home rental, I like to leave things better than I found them. We drove through lovely Cottonwood and found a nearby hike along the creek and our spirits had been lifted after that harrowing experience on the back streets. Calling unpaved roads is a stretch. Let's just call them back roads. 
The hike was lovely, the weather temperate, and I wasn't really ready to leave Arizona for the cold and work back in New Jersey. But time with family on the road or daughter cooking dinner or our crazy everyone gets 20 bucks to buy a secret Christmas present at Walmart for our gift exchange on Christmas morning, <laughs> that will always stay precious. And what better gift than family, especially if they survived you being the tour guide. Oh, later I learned that the mountain we had faced had a name, Wood Shoot Mountain. Like naming Voldemort, it's always good to know the names of your enemies. Thank you for listening.